Front Range Toyota Stores studio, home of the Coach Bill Tierney Show, presented by Johnson Financial Group on ESPN Denver 1600 as we're talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse. My name is Tyler Mon with the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Denver coming off a road win over Marquette last time out and a, a good one that we're going to talk about here uh, as the day rolls along. Coach, what's going on? How are you? I'm uh, doing okay, Tyler. You know, moving along. Got my second vaccine on Sunday. Fantastic. Did not get sick, so I'm feeling good. That is great to hear. Well, congrats on that. And uh, you get a chance to do it uh, a day after a win, which probably made it feel uh, a little bit better, too, as you, you get the guys to go on the road. First Big East Conference road trip, knock off Marquette. 10-9 uh, is the final in that one. That's a tough trip regardless. I mean, no fans. Obviously, you're playing in an indoor facility, uh, which is kind of different than the, the normal trip to Marquette. Uh, second straight week in an indoor facility. Get out to a really good start. Second half is a little bit tense uh, down into the final minute. But uh, – your overall impressions coming out of that win? Well, first of all, let's go back to the vaccine and then coming home after a win. They were both very similar. You know, happy to get the result, but painful along the way. You know, <laughs> and so uh, um, here we are. It was, uh, you know, we, our team has, has uh, developed kind of a new mantra of getting off to good starts, which we love. Uh, that hasn't been our MO over the years here, and uh, and that's good. But um, you know, and you you've heard me a thousand times tout how proud I am of our young men and and what they are, how they represent themselves, their families, the university, the team. They do everything we ask. They work so hard, um, but they will not step on our opponent's throat and put them away. For some reason, we've got to develop that uh, because. Even in going back to our first game, the Duke game, we're up 6-1 and, and just couldn't put them away. And then Utah couldn't put them away. And, and Air Force, we finally got to okay. And then we fell back last week where we were up 6-1 again and couldn't put them away. And, and that's credit to the other teams, by the way. But it's also uh, something that um, we continue to work on. But, you know, in sports, uh, you know, in lacrosse, you know, especially in my mind, is that you can work on the skills, you can work on the X's and O's, you can work on all this stuff, but getting into the mindset of 18 to 22 year olds with how you think the mindset should be adjusted uh, is, is getting much more different as the years go on. You, uh, like you said, you get out to a really good start. Um, it's a 3-1 lead after one. You got a 6-3 lead at halftime. Um, the, the things that you liked early on were what? I know one of the things that, that I noticed most, um, you know, if we were talking about this being a hockey game, you would have been really proud of your forecheck, I feel like. The, the way that your guys, you know, out on the ride, being defensive um, as, as Marquette was trying to clear, being aggressive, causing turnovers, all that, that was something that really stood out to me. But in that 6-3 lead at halftime, what were the things that you liked the most? Uh, you know, I, I follow your lead on that one, Tyler. It, it's exactly, it's, it, the ride has gotten us extra possessions, um, along with, uh, you know, staff doing a great job facing off. Danny Logan this weekend was a monster off the wings. Um, and then you get seven balls back that they would have had possessions on. You know, that's pretty exciting from a statistical standpoint, but also from an emotional one. The guys on the bench, and then I'm so proud of those guys as well because they bring energy to an empty bubble, you know, and and – the ride can really do that. The, the sound of their cheering echoes 
and uh, it was really, really good. Um, I thought, again, very much like early in the Air Force game, um, you know, we did give up one off the ride, which you're going to, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword a little bit with that kind of aggressiveness, but um, we'll, we'll take the balance uh, in, in favor of us, you know, with all those, with all those uh, turnovers that we created. Um, <clears throat> along that lines, you know, I thought we played professionally offensively again in that, in that from maybe, oh, maybe five to eight minutes into the game, maybe 10, all the way through five minutes left in the first half. So probably about a 20-minute time spell, we were winning every face-off, we were getting turnovers on the ride, we were very professional, mechanical, and, and uh, full of energy on offense. And um, after, after missing our first seven shots over the goal, um, we started to hone in and, and, and got there. Now we gave up, you know, we gave up one off the ride, as I said, and one in transition. So um, that's going to happen. If you give up three and a half, you got to feel pretty good. Well, and you go on the road and you get a win, and that's important and it's impressive regardless of the, the circumstances. Obviously, this year, you know, we've heard throughout uh, sports, I know the, the conversation, especially early on in the NBA season this year, road teams doing better than they've ever done because it's so different this season. You're not going against, you know, an opposing fan base. Um, and in your case, this past weekend, you're not even playing on the field that you're used to at Marquette. But to be able to, especially coming off of a, a couple of tough road games you had two weeks prior in North Carolina, um, how happy were you with the fact that the guys, you know, the, the challenges of traveling this year, going on the road, playing in a different venue, playing in, in a conference game, um, did they go out and get a win on the road is pretty impressive to start the season. Yeah, it's, and it's one of those things, Tyler, that you, you, you are very proud of it. You are very, you know, you know like kind of, uh, you know, uh, relieved that you got a win and all that. But if we want to be a great team, that none of that stuff should matter. And, and it does matter. It does matter right now. And so we've got to get through that. We played four away games in a row um, after the Utah game. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but getting back to Peter Barton Stadium, <clears throat> you know, and, and being at home and our crowd of 60 or whatever it's going to be, um, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting. But, uh, you know, we got to give our guys credit uh, but we've also got to pump the brakes a little bit, as Coach Brown always says, and remind them that it's not good enough yet. Talking with the head coach of Denver Pioneer Men's Lacrosse and the Coach Bill Tierney Show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios, presented by Johnson Financial Group, Denver and Providence, coming up this weekend at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. That game set for uh, Saturday and a 12 o'clock face-off, 11.30 Pioneer pregame on FM Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Um, coach, you mentioned Danny Logan, how good he was off the wings. Um, another of the, the guys who stood out to me, uh, Malik Sparrow and uh, – uh, I know he was named to a, a national team of the week this week and um, career high three cause turnovers. Nico Blankenship has made fun of me for the last few days because I said in the broadcast the other day, it feels like every time you look at a box score, Malik's got three, four, five cause turnovers. Three was actually a career high for Malik, but he was in the mix all the time. It felt like uh, on Saturday and just kind of in an instinctive way where he would be in a play from behind kind of anticipating where the ball would be. He would hit somebody and jar it free, be able to scoop it up. Um, how impressed were, were you with him on Saturday and his growth over his time in the program so far? Yeah, I think Malik on Saturday was uh, a great representative of what we just talked about, about our team is that uh, 
<clears throat> you know, Malik Sparrow is a wonderful young man. He's kind and, and, and quiet. And in fact, we did a drill yesterday in practice where he was the only one allowed to talk on defense because we got to get him to communicate better and all that. But um, due to a little extracurricular activity from a couple of the um, uh, opposing players, uh, Malik got fired up on Saturday and, um, and he's an important part of our ride, which we mentioned before. And he was just a man possessed. And, and so uh, as, we, as he continues to develop and he continues to grow and his confidence continues to grow, um, you'll see us let him kind of do some of those things. And, you know, uh, it's still a little, it's still a little, you know, dangerous. It's some of the things he does. And we've got to be careful of, you know, really letting, letting them loose because that's just not how we play. On the other hand, he does cause havoc out there in the middle of the field. And, he, and more importantly, he recovers well if he doesn't take the ball away. So uh, we're getting there. You got to remember this guy is only, you know, picked up a lacrosse stick in ninth grade. Uh, you know, he's been playing Division One lacrosse for a total now of uh, 11 games. And, uh, and as I said, he's, he's just such a great guy that uh, he's finding a way to, uh, to turn that dimmer switch up a little bit during games. And, and the minute he, he gets it to the top, it's going to be dangerous for other people. Jack Thompson um, puts together a, a pretty good showing in goal. And, you know, one thing that we talked about, we always have good conversations uh, in, in reference to all sports. But, um, you know, as a, a baseball guy, as you know, I am. And this is something that I know we talked about even with Alex Reddy when he was in goal for you guys. Um, you kind of have to have a short memory. You got to be able to flush things quickly when you're a goalkeeper. Um, on the goaltending side, you can go have a day um, where things are rough. And if you play again two or five or seven days later, you got to be able to forget about that. Um, Jack, it seems like has that mindset or at least is developing that mindset, which when you're a sophomore is probably a, a tough thing to learn, but for him to bounce back and face a, a Marquette offense, it's pretty talented um, and have the, the day that he had and be pretty steady. What did you see from him on Saturday? Well, steady is the right word to describe JT. He is, uh, you know, coming into last year when we had five or six goalies, now we've got seven. Um, you know, we, uh, we just challenged all of them, get me 50%, get me 50%. And that's what JT's done. And, and if he gets us 50% and we're holding people to our normal, somewhere between 16 and 20, you know, possessions or shots on goal, then, then we're going to win a lot of lacrosse games. Uh, you know, that, that breaks it down to giving up somewhere between seven, eight, nine goals. And, uh, you know, we, with our offense, uh, we should get, double figures in most games. So, um, you know, he's been good. I, I, I think that's been the important part of him is, has been his mental demeanor. He did get a little creepy the other day. And I mean, creepy by he was, he was moving his feet around a little too much. Jack's always very good when his feet are set and he just faces the shot. And, you know, we talked about that yesterday. And I think that maybe one of the most important things for Jack's success has been, uh, you know, uh, Caleb Stroman and Cole French pushing him every day in practice because we've got those two guys are really playing well right now and and I think um, it's comforting to know from from my standpoint that we've got you know we've got those guys behind them that that can do a job in a second um, and uh, as well as the four other goalies but uh, those two in particular right now and um, 
And I think that that pushes JT to make sure that he's that he's on his game. Coach Bill Tierney show on ESPN Denver, 1600 from the Front Range Toyota Stores studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group. I'm taking care of my dad's dog who wanted to say hi to everybody on this week's uh, episode of the show. We're going to step aside for a timeout and bring it on back, talk a little bit about what's coming up this weekend for the Pioneers and the Providence Friars next on ESPN Denver, 1600. Dear winner, we're not scared of you because almost nothing can stand in the way of a new 2021 Toyota. When you say stay home under a blanket, we come out to play. People say you're ice cold, but our lineup at Toyota.com is red hot. See in the snow, Toyota. Right now, get $1,250 cash back on a new 2021 RAV4. Cash back from Toyota Motor Sales USA Inc. varies by region. See dealer for details. All friends, March 1st, 2021. Your front range Toyota stores are proud to be the exclusive automotive partners of DU Athletics. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. So let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future. Back on ESPN Denver 1600 for the Coach Bill Tierney show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group talking Pioneer Lacrosse as DU gets set to go against the Providence Friars coming up this Saturday from Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. Tyler Mon and the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Coach, uh, Providence coming in, a team that was off to a, a really hot start last season. Uh, I feel like things have to be so much more frustrating for teams who were in that space where you get out uh you're you know kind of roaring your six games in they were five and one and then all of a sudden the, the season gets canceled and all that um tell me about this providence team coming into uh to this week obviously they've only played a couple of games um uh, but what do you know about them coming in and, and what were they so successful with last year when they got out to that good start well first of all coach gabrielli is a hell of a coach and, and he's done an you know amazing job building that program over the years They've got a bunch of very good athletes. Um, you know, sometimes you watch our team and you scratch your head when you say, gee, why didn't that guy take the shot? You know, when, when we might have a 10 or 12 yarder, you will not say that about Providence on Saturday. They, they, have, some, they have some slingers and it's very, uh, um, it's a little disconcerting because you got to worry about it. Now, interestingly enough, Air Force and Marquette had a very similar kind of mentality in their offensive game plan. It just didn't look a little different. Um, but these guys are very athletic, very fast. Uh, last week, they only they went down to St. John's with only 30 guys. They had some, uh, they had some COVID issues with their sophomore class, and, and they did it. And uh, they always play great defense. Um, as I said, they're very athletic, very clean, very uh, well-schooled, and uh, you'll remember You'll remember the name Bergdorf, who was uh, Christian was our, you know, probably the best defenseman that's ever played here. And uh, his younger brother is, is, is a goalie for Providence right now. So, uh, and he does a great job. So um, it's, it's a well-schooled team. They're, they're very, uh, they're very sharp, very disciplined. Um, and yet, you know, if you, if you think that they won't take a shot, you're making a mistake um, just because uh, they'll take it from anywhere. 
you will get a chance to see all of these teams uh, in the Big East two times this year, which we talked about last week, a home and home schedule in 2021. Um, something that we've talked about in, in seasons past, uh, because it feels like for, you know, a few seasons in a row there, you would play Marquette the final weekend of the regular season, then you'd see him again a week later in the conference tournament. Um, this is probably a, a question that's better suited for next month when you start the second go-round with opponents. But how much do you anticipate when you go from, you know, you'll see Providence on Saturday, you'll see them again exactly a month from Saturday on March 27th. Um, how much of, a, of an evolution will there be in that month? Um, and how much do you anticipate – you know, being uh, in a, a circumstance where maybe you want to change some stuff up by the second time you see a team, you know, obviously going into matchup number one is probably not something you're thinking about a lot, but how does that stack up this year with this home and home schedule? Yeah, it's interesting, Tyler. It's a great question. It reminds me a lot of what you and everybody else was asking me before the season started. And I was touting how relieved I was and how wonderful it was going to be to play all these games and go into Carolina, play at Duke in North Carolina two days apart was the wisest thing I ever did. And, and, you know, and, and then once you get in the games and you get into those situations, you go, Ooh, I'm not that bright, you know? And, and so I think in this situation, it's very similar in that going into this, once, once we found out we had the, the, the double round Robin, and then you could, you're going to play, if, if you win the big East championship, you're going to have to place two of these teams three times. You know, the plan was, okay, let's throw some stuff at them the first time we play them and, and you know, we'll keep that in the back of our mind. Well, you know, that went out the window on Saturday. You know, you got to win that game. It's, uh, it, you, you're in there, um, you know, uh, you're battling. Uh, you, you think you think you got a good game plan planned out. Uh, the guys are going well, and all of a sudden, you know, a team like Marquette, who's talented and coached, turns the corner on you, and bang, 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 you know, they're back in the game. And so uh, the answer to that question a month ago would have been very different than it is now, and I just want to win on Saturday. When you approach a, a game like this and you're at this stage in the season, you know, we used to talk about uh, in a, a normal campaign, we talk about the four quarters of a season where you've got your, your non-conference play, your conference regular season schedule, conference tournament, and then the NCAA tournament. Well, this year, the first quarter, if you will, was like four minutes long because you only get to play a handful of games in non-conference play. Um, coming into this weekend and wanting to find that, that killer instinct for your group to have a big lead, uh, you know, against Duke early on, uh, be able to do uh, a little bit of the, kind of stepping on the, the throat against Air Force, but last week get caught back in a tight game. What is the, the next stage that you want to see in their development? And I guess this is probably a, a million-dollar question, which if there was an easy answer for it, uh, we wouldn't be having it. But how do you communicate that to your guys of, okay, well, now we need to be able to just, if we've got a five-goal lead, we're not letting up. What's, what's the next stage in that evolution? Yeah, it's that is the question, Tyler. I have, uh, uh, you know, after, you know, a lot of years, you know, 40 years almost in college coaching, you know, I thought I had had a great bag of tricks. Um, and, and so, you know, you've been through all these experiences and I have, but uh, it's, um, it, it's, it's a dilemma right now of getting them to understand um, or, or to perform just how good they can be. I think there's a natural tendency with, with successful young people nowadays to follow the plan and when the plan starts working 
interestingly enough, that's when they go off the plan. Where in the old days, it used to be follow the plan, stick with the plan, the plan is working, let's, let's, let's step on their throat, let's win this game by 20. They, now, it's, it's, if the plan's not working, they'll come back to the system. And, and so it's, it's really been a, an interesting change. And maybe uh, when I look back on it someday after retirement, I'll look back and say how much I enjoyed it. But uh, we're not enjoying that part of it right now. We're trying, we're enjoying the kids. The kids are amazing. We, we have this great group of young men. You hear me say that all the time. They'll do what you want. They'll listen to what you want. Look what they've done with this COVID thing, knock on wood. Um, but um, we're, we're working through this. We're working through this and, and we're trying our best to, I think it comes down ultimately to their, their confidence. It's just, they're so wanting to please that when it doesn't go right, it's not about them being selfish. It's about them feeling bad that they're not pleasing the coaches. They're not pleasing their teammates. They're not pleasing themselves in what they're, what they know they're capable of doing. So um, that's, that's hopefully not going to be much longer of a, of a, of a process, but uh, we continue to work on that every day. All right, coach, final point for you. You get uh, the Providence Friars in on Saturday, first of two times you'll see them this season. What do you most want to see from your guys and what are the biggest keys to get a, a win against Providence and move to 2-0 and in the Big East? Well, you, you know, you're coming off of, of a frustrating fourth quarter like we did and they're coming off a huge win with, with a bunch of people, a couple of, couple of good players not playing for them. Um, so, uh, you know, a good start again is, is going to be, uh, you know, a key enjoying playing at home again is going to be a key and just having this confidence and reminding the guys about, you know, it was almost a year ago that this was all taken away from us. We're back in Peter Barton. Uh, we're back against a great opponent. What more could we want than to go out there and just play with a lot of energy, play with spirit and play with confidence and make this thing happen. Well, it's coming up on Saturday, the Pioneers and the Providence Friars, a 12 o'clock face-off and an 11.30 Pioneer pregame on FM Sports Radio 104.3, the fan. And uh, excited to be back at Barton and get another game under our belts. He's the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Coach, thanks. We'll see you out there this weekend. Thanks, Tyler. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group. We'll talk to you on Saturday for Denver and Providence.